we're just gonna get started um welcome everyone to the fourth episode um we're doing holidays around the world I'm very excited um so we'll just kind of like intro everybody because we have a couple of new faces um my name's Susan my pronouns are she her hers and then my rose of the day would definitely be getting chipotle with a couple of coyotes. It was very fun. Um, my bud is that winter break is coming up and I'm very excited to just like kind of go home and live in the woods for a little bit. And then my thorn is I have an exam tonight and I'm a little nervous. So we'll see how it goes. Um, then um, I'm Maria. I use pronouns she, her, hers. Um, my rose for the day is probably as well the Dillboard holiday party that we had and then getting Chipotle as well. Um, my bud is definitely just like being home soon. Um, and Thorn probably working this morning because I was up at like 5.30 and like Starbucks and it was like not fun, but it was fine. And then now I'm here, so I'm excited. Um, I'm Sloan. I use they, them, theirs pronouns. Um, my rose of the day is um, definitely the Dillboard holiday party. And also I just kind of spent the day like in my room and hung out with some friends. Um, but it didn't do much today. And I think that also is my thorn is that I did not do much today. Um, and my bud would definitely be the break that is coming up and being finished with exams soon. Hi everyone, my name is Golly. Um, I use she, her pronouns. Um, my rose of the day is that I went to Compass Coffee and got an almond butter latte, which is my favorite drink ever. Um, my thorn is the amount of work and papers and setting that I have to do is beyond overwhelming and somehow never ending. Um, and my bud is that I am excited to be with my family very soon. Hello, everyone. My name is Haley. I use she, her, her, hers pronouns. Um, my rose of the day was I had some really yummy avocado toast this morning that I made from scratch. So that was really good, along with some good coffee. Um, bud is definitely break. I cannot wait for break. I'm so excited for break. Um, and Thorn is literally just the insane amount of papers that I currently have to write, um, which I'm not looking forward to, so. Good luck with that. Um, my name is Meg. I use she, her pronouns. My rose for the day, it's a little thing, but doing laundry makes my day or like my week just feel so much better. Um, my bud is, I have a pre-law, um, like my pre-law frat formal is this Thursday. So I'm really excited about that. And my thorn is probably just the amount of tests that my professors are giving a week before the exam, which makes no sense to me. So good luck to everyone with those. And I'm Chandra. I use she, her pronouns as well. Um, my rose of the day is I had a cute little study session with some of my friends earlier because I had no classes today. My bud is getting to go home and pet my dogs really soon. Um, and my thorn is one, the temperature today because it was so cold and I was not a fan of it. And I guess like kind of related getting up really early for practice because it was really cold. Um, yeah. Incredible. I think everyone went. So um, we just want to give a preface. So obviously I said before, we're talking about holidays around the world and in different cultures. 
Um, and we just want to say that by us talking about one holiday doesn't mean that that's the only holiday that a particular group of people or a particular religion celebrates. Um, and also just like everyone celebrates each holiday differently. It depends on like, you know, family traditions or cultural traditions. Um, and yeah, so we just wanted to preface by saying that. Um, and yeah, so if you have any feedback towards the end, definitely let us know. Or if any, if you celebrate any holidays or any traditions, let us know. Golly's going to start us off and I'm so excited. All right. So um, I'm going to be talking about Hanukkah. Uh, a big question that I've received over the past eight days of Hanukkah is how do you even spell it? Um, I know a lot of people have seen Hanukkah spelled with an H or a CH with three N's, with two N's, with one K, all of these different spellings. Um, there actually is no right way to spell Hanukkah. Um, it is just a matter of how you see or see fit um, the uh, letter in Hebrew. Um, so the letter in Hebrew is called a chet, and that is the sound that that is the letter that is at the beginning of Hanukkah, which is like it in Hebrew. Um, so you could either use an H or a CH or whatever really works. Um, so what exactly is Hanukkah? So Hanukkah celebrates two main stories. The first one is a military victory of the Maccabees, who were this small little band of Jews that came together to fight against Hellenistic or Greek assimilation. Um, this was against the Syrian Greeks in around 164 BCE or before the Common Era. Um, but that is the that is a smaller story. Not a lot of people are familiar with that. More people are familiar with a story that was crafted around 600 years ago by ancient rabbis. Um, and this is the story of the oil. So when the Maccabees went into the defiled temple after the victory against the Syrian Greeks, they looked to light the menorah. Now a menorah is just a candelabra. So it has three lights on each side and one in, um, one in the middle. And so they went to go light this candelabra and there was only um, um, enough oil for one night. The big miracle that happened here is that that light, that oil lasted for eight nights, um, thus creating the story of Hanukkah. Um, so on Hanukkah, we celebrate the military victory of the Maccabees against the Syrian Greeks, but we also celebrate the spiritual victory of finding light within the darkness. Um, so this holiday is part of a tradition of remembering the hardships and triumphs that Jewish people have. Um, and it really is just all about resilience and how the Jewish people manage to fight through this like impossible victory. And it's pretty cool to realize just how small the Jewish people were and how much they were able to fight. Um, so when it comes to Hanukkah, oil is in fact the oil, the order of the day. Um, so we eat a ton of fried food. We eat potato latkes, which are just potato pancakes. Um, there is this Israeli custom called sufganiyot, which are just jelly donuts. Those are also fried in oil. Um, and then, of course, we light the Hanukkah. So the Hanukkah is a menorah. As I said, it's just a candelabra. Um, but on Hanukkah, it's called a Hanukkah because there are eight lights, one for each night of the holiday, um, and one in the middle or on the side, the tallest one, which is called the shamash. Now, shamash in Hebrew means helper, um, and if you ever see someone light a Hanukkah, they are taking the shamash and using it to light the other candles. Um, so 
on Hanukkah, you'll see many children and families playing a game of dreidel, which is just a spinning top with four sides. On each side of the dreidel, there is a Hebrew letter. Um, in America and in the diaspora, it says it has nun gimel hey shin, which are Hebrew letters that stands for Neskadol Hayasham, which the translation is a great miracle happened there. And in Israel, it says nun gimel hey pay, which means a great miracle happened here, which is pretty cool. Um, uh, that means, so we play that and it really is just a game of chance. So you'll play the game with gelt, which can either be real money or chocolate money. Um, gelt itself is just a monetary term, but um, a lot of people will eat chocolate. It's like chocolate covered in like gold wrapping. So it's like chocolate money. Um, and then the letters on the dreidel represent how much money you either put in or you take out. And it's just, it really is a fun game that kids play with their families. Um, and then, so every year, um, Hanukkah is celebrated on the 25th of the Hebrew month of Kislev, which can really fall in between the end of November and the end of December on the Gregorian calendar, which is why sometimes you'll have Hanukkah and other holidays fall on the same times, but other times um, it can be significantly before the other holidays. So in the past, we've had Thanksgiving, so Thanksgiving and Hanukkah on the same day. Um, so it really, it's all about the Hebrew calendar date, which is, as I said, the 25th of Kislev. Um, and then some traditions that my family celebrates and uses and practices is that many families do exchange gifts, um, either with each other, sometimes every night, sometimes just one big one, sometimes a bunch of little small ones. Um, and we give gifts to each other or we give donations to people who need it. Um, and it is just a way to share our gratitude and joy with others um, who we love or who we feel need it. Um, and that's a pretty cool opportunity that Hanukkah has. Um, and then my family traditions are pretty simple and they go right with the um, textbook definition, so to speak, of Hanukkah. So we exchange gift with e gifts with each other every night. Um, every single night of Hanukkah, we light the candles and we sing some songs. We eat a ton of latkes. It's actually insane how many latkes are in our fridge at the end of Hanukkah. It's just ridiculous. Um, and of course, we have jelly donuts, sufganiyot. Um, and it's just a really fun time. And that's Hanukkah. I love that. Um, I have a funny story about um, with the dreidel. And I, when I was at Habad on my birthday, which was so funny, but um, I went and I was playing it for the first time and I got Nun like so many times. And Rabbi literally was like, how many times have you gotten Nun? <laughs> I literally just wasn't, I literally wasn't doing anything. I was just losing money. And I was like, all right, well, that's my luck. That's Anyways. so funny. <laughs> I was like, wow. I went to like a non-religious school growing up but during Hanukkah, they like we all played dreidel together and like they taught us about dreidel. And I just remember playing that when I was younger and like two of my best friends were Jewish and I would go over to their house um, and we, they taught me how to play dreidel. And I always had a lot of fun playing it. All right. Um, I have a question. So just like because you talk about a lot like celebrating with your family, how have you seen you practicing and celebrating Hanukkah while being in college? 
Yeah. Um, so definitely it has looked very different. Um, I do really appreciate all the different Jewish organizations on campus for providing such a great platform to celebrate Hanukkah with them. So, you know, Chabad Colonials had um, a, a different event each night. Um, and so did Hillel and so did GW Chabad. Um, I tend to go to Chabad Colonials or Hillel. Um, and it's really has been a really cool opportunity to see so many different Jewish students come together. Um, and, you know, all of my friends have been really supportive, whether they're Jewish or not. Um, and we've every night we lit the Hanukkah and, you know, I FaceTime my parents on the first night. We always have this big Hanukkah party. Um, so it was like a cute little moment. Like my parents placed me on FaceTime in the middle of the table with everyone like around it. Um, and we just like lit the candles and it was really sweet. So, um, I mean, definitely it has been a different experience to be in college and to not have like the basic Hanukkah experience that I usually have. Um, but I will say that just like every single person that I like was around was always like happy Hanukkah happy this happy that like let's go to this together let's do this together um and it was really an awesome opportunity incredible okay um so I'm gonna talk about Beltane um which I think is funny because it's it's not like particularly religious but I feel like it's more like cultural like spiritual if you'd say that um, but basically, Beltane is the Gaelic May Festival, and it celebrates the halfway point between the spring equinox and the summer solstice. So in the Northern Hemisphere, it's usually celebrated on May 1st, but in the Southern Hemisphere, it's celebrated on November 1st. Um, and it's usually, like I said, since it's Gaelic, it's particularly celebrated in places like Ireland. Um, and it's usually celebrated with a festival. So in like older times, a lot of different rituals were performed, and it was basically to you know, protect the harvest or the cattle or people and to just essentially encourage growth since that represents like what nature was going through at that time. Um, some other things that happened is they, you know, had bonfires and the flames, smoke and ashes kind of represented protection. Um, they had a feast to celebrate any sort of harvests they had and just like, you know, coming together with people. Um, and then some other really awesome things, they would just kind of decorate homes with yellow mayflowers, thorn bushes, branches, ribbons, bright shells, all of that kind of stuff. Um, just to kind of brighten up everything and represent like things that they've gotten from nature that are beautiful. Um, and they would also visit holy wells to bring in beauty and youth to the person visiting. I think it's really great. Um, it is unfortunately kind of like a dying celebration in the Gaelic countries, but um, what's been noticed, because I think this holiday is mostly just like known for being very witchy is because a lot of pagans and Wiccans celebrate the holiday. Um, and obviously, while I am not any sort of pagan or Wiccan, <laughs> I do think just the idea of celebrating like nature and mother earth is something that's really beautiful. Um, and I think like we all kind of celebrate whether we realize it or not, just trying to bring in like different colors and like when spring happens, everyone loves to like go outside and like be around things that remind them of like beauty and happiness. Um, I found this account that made like strawberry muffins for this holiday and I started doing that and they're like literally my favorite food ever. So thank you Wiccans for that. Literally incredible. Um, but yeah, just kind of like surrounding myself with things that remind me of happiness, growth and beauty are like a big way for 
me to remind myself of spring and yeah all right I'm gonna be talking about the lunar new year sorry y'all um and I'm really excited about this because I actually took a Chinese poetry um and drama course last semester and so we talked a little bit about lunar new year and some of like the plays that like happened um based around this so this is gonna be very exciting but the lunar new year uh always is celebrated sometime between january 21st and february 21st the date kind of changes depending on um the calendar year and just kind of like what's happening but um it's usually at the beginning of the calendar year whose month uh, are reflected by the moon cycles as well. Um, and so also the Chinese New Year and the Lunar New Year are commonly synonymous um, or used synonymously. They basically mean the same thing, but it um, since the Lunar New Year is celebrated in so many different countries around Asia, it's like a more loosely used term um, outside of China, um, but they do represent like the same celebration. Um, and so some of the other countries within Asia that uh, celebrate the new Lunar New Year are like Singapore and South Korea specifically. Um, and hopefully maybe we can post some like pictures because I found some really cool ones. Um, and so the new the Lunar New Year marks the transition between zodiac signs as well. 2021 was the year of the ox and 2022 is the year of the tiger. Very exciting. Um, and it is considered um, the time of year to reunite with immediate and extended family. Um, and so a little bit of history or like a little bit of information about um, what happened. So the new year lasts for from 15 to 16 days. This year it's 16 days. Um, and it's the most important and most festive holiday of the year. Families decorate windows with pa red paper cuttings and adorn doors with couplets expressing uh, auspicious wishes for the new year and traditionally this was the one period when farmers could rest from their work in the field so family members from near and far could like travel to be with them and to usher out the old year and welcome in the new with like great flourish um, and so some of the really interesting traditions that um, I found were the upside down food characters so on Chinese New Year, you'll commonly see a calligraphy character on uh, a square of red paper hung in a diamond shape. And the character, the Chinese character Fu, which means good luck, it's hung upside down for, new, for the new year. Um, and it's a homophone for the word to arrive or to begin. Um, and it's representative of the new year coming in. Um, and so there's also the red pockets full of money, with, which is um, pronounced Li Shi. Um, and in China, they're traditionally gifted from elder or parents, elder members or parents to children, um, or really anyone who's like unmarried. And um, it's a custom that arose out of the tradition of using coins as a gift to ward off evil spirits. And so you'll see a lot of children um, being gifted red uh, packets from their grandparents. I've seen a lot of that over the past few years um, on social media and, um, I'm not exactly sure what they say, but there's like a saying um, that the children have to like recite to whoever they're getting the red uh, the red card from. That is basically like Happy New Year, like thank you so much. Um, and I don't know how to pronounce it. I did not find it, but that I that's what I found. 
Um, and so there's also firecrackers, firecrackers and fireworks are often set off throughout the Lunar New Year, both to ward off an ancient monster called Nian. And because it's um, become a raucous way to celebrate, kind of like how we do for New Year's here where we set off fireworks and like um, the uh, spark, not sparklers. What are those things called? The, um, the things? Yeah, the things. Um, sparklers. Right? Not sparklers. The little, little tootie things. The little Are you talking about no. the like throw on the ground? No. But have you not poppers? Oh the yeah, poppers. <laughs> like the, I don't know what they're. I don't know why. I don't know the word. A little doo doos. Um. So yeah. Um. And it's also very common to see family shooting off the equally festive and non-fiery confetti cannons in the streets um, of like U.S. Chinatowns on New Year's Day. Um. And so usually people do celebrate like both the Lunar New Year and the, um like calendar New Year Day, New Year's Day. So you'll see um, celebrations of like both kinds around very similar dates. Um, and then the lion dance and the dragon dance are also traditional dances uh, that you'll see around this time of the year. Um, and they are um, typically two performers inside of a costume. I couldn't find if it was like, the lion and the dragon against one or like dancing with each other or like by themselves but it is usually like a lion costume and a dragon costume um and it's supposed to send away any evil spirits and an opportunity to feed the lion with the red envelopes that people received um from elders and from other people so it's very exciting it sounds very fun i've seen it like i said i'll uh, hopefully we can post some like stuff on the Instagram for it because there are some very cool pictures and if anyone has ever gone to any of the Chinatowns, they're very fun, very fun this time of year, so. My, uh, I took Chinese from um, like first grade through eighth grade and I remember I have this such vivid memory of, uh, I don't remember what year it was, but we were talking about the Lunar New Year and we were all trying to figure out like what year, like what animal year we were born in. So I was born in the year of the snake. Um, anybody else knows what year they're born in. I always thought that was super fun. And we also like had this like small miniature versions of those costumes and we ran through the hallways with them. It was super fun that day. I think I'm also born the year of the snake. I don't know why. I had just like a very vivid memory of me in kindergarten learning about this and being so interested in it. I just think it's really cool. Also, same. I, Are you born in 2001? Sorry. I was born in 2002. So maybe I wasn't the snake. Oh, no. If you were, if okay, you were 2001 born in 2002, you're the year of the horse. Oh, there we go. Okay. Well, I think maybe I always wanted to be the year of the snake and that's why it's like in my head. <laughs> you said you were year of the dragon. Yep. I always thought that was cool. I remember being like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, same, Maria. I think I'm dragon too. 2000, right? Yeah. Oh my God, I love that. Also, Haley, do you want to pronounce what Meg had said in the chat about like the children asking for money? Or not asking for money, but like wishing good blessing? Actually, Meg, do you want to pronounce it? If you're okay. With it. <laughs> if um, you're okay with that. Just like Shifa Tsai or like Chai. Or, I don't know, I say Thai. Love that. <laughs> Thank no, you, Mike. I was going to say, I was, 
I would have pronounced that wrong anyways, even with the spelling. Yeah. I'm really bad at Yeah. But Meg said it means wishing you great happiness and prosperity, which I think is beautiful. Oh, that's that's also, okay, there's something similar in like Turkish culture. I don't remember the name of the holiday, but it's like a time where you can like go up to your elders and basically just like wish them a happy holiday and like ask for money and you just like kiss their hand and then you put it up to their forehead and it's like you're blessing them, but they also bless you. And so I think that's really cute. Okay, so next I'm going to talk about Diwali, which is the Hindu, Jain, and Sikh festival of, the, of lights. Um, it's celebrated all over the world, but especially in India, and primarily celebrates the victory of light over darkness. Um, in Hinduism specifically, the most widespread custom is the lighting of diyas, which are small, um, like ceramic or like earthenware lamps that are filled with oil um, on the night of the new moon, which invites the presence of Lakshmi, who is the goddess of wealth um, in that religion. Um, but there's definitely different traditions that are celebrated in different areas of, of, of India, despite like it being under the same religion um, and different reasons why the religion is celebrated. In Bengal, it's uh, to celebrate the goddess of the goddess Kali. Um, and then in North India, it also celebrates the royal homecoming of Rama, Sita, Lakshmana, and Hanuman um, to the city of Aduhya uh, after they defeated Ravana, who's, a, who's the ten-headed king of the demons, um, which connects Diwali with a different, fest uh, with a different festival. Um, while in South India, it marks Krishna's defeat of the demon Narakasura. Um, and it is also celebrated as either Lakshmi's marriage or Lakshmi's birthday. Um, in Jainism, it commemorates the enlightenment and liberation of Mahavira, um, who is the most recent of the Jain Tirthankaras, Tirthankaras um, from the cycle of life and death. Um, and the lighting of the Diyas that I mentioned earlier celebrates um, the light of the Mahavira's holy knowledge. And then in Sikhism, it's the time of the Guru Har, Har, Gobind, sorry, his uh, return from Amritsar from captivity in Gwalior, um, which is kind of an echo of, the ret of Rama's return from Adhyaya in Hinduism. Um, and then it's celebrated differently, kind of like, as I mentioned, there's a bunch of different religions and regions that celebrate it differently. But um, a primary celebration is that diyas are lit and placed in rows along the parapets of temples and houses, um, and also floated down rivers and streams. Um, people decorate their homes and floors with rangoli, which are like elaborate designs made of different colored rice, sand, or flower petals. And people leave their doors and windows open so that Lakshmi can find her way inside and bless the residents of the house with um, wealth and success. It's, it's celebrated on five different days and each of them have like a kind of different celebration. So the first day focuses on celebrating Lakshmi. The second one focus, uh, commemorates Krishna's destruction of Narakasra. Um, and also pray, on this day, people pray for the souls of their ancestors. Um, the third day is focused um, again on Lakshmi. It is like the um, primary main day of the festival and people seek um, blessings from Lakshmi to ensure their prosperity. Um, the fourth day 
uh, commemorates Krishna's defeat of Indra, who was the king of the gods and is the start of the new year in the Hindu calendar um, called Vikrama. And then the fifth day is like has different names, but it's called Baiduj. Um, and it celebrates the bond between brothers and sisters. And on this specific day, sisters pray for their the success and well-being of my brother, of their brothers. Um, and it's celebrated on the five days from the 13th day of the dark half of the lunar month Ashvina to the second day of the light half of the lunar month Kartika. Um, and this year, the those days were November 2nd to November 6th. Um, and as I specifically am half Indian. My family doesn't do like a ton to celebrate this holiday, um, but we usually get Indian food. And, but I know my cousins, they live they live really close to my grandparents. So they will get together and they'll celebrate with also food and sweets and my grandparents and, and they will attend um, or watch um, during COVID like a religious ceremony. And then my family in India, uh, lights like candles and also participates um, in the celebrations in their city, which is called Hyderabad and is in the south southern part of the country. Um, yeah. Um, okay, so I'm gonna talk about Basaki, um, which is a Sikh holiday and a lot of this information came from Amun, so um, shout out to her. But um, so basically there's also a different way to spell it with a B instead of a V at the front. Um, I just thought I'd like mention that. But Vasaki um, is celebrated by Sikhs and it marks the creation of Khalsa, which is um, the name for the baptized Sikhs um, collectively. And it's also known as the Sikh New Year Festival and marks the start of the, the Punjabi New Year, but it's also a day to celebrate the year in which Sikhism was born, which was in 1699. Um, it's typically celebrated around the 13th or 14th of April each year. So I don't know if anyone remembers, but Amon did a takeover on Instagram um those days and answered some questions and talked about this information as well so if anyone's interested i could try to pull that out of the archives um but some more history of the holiday was that in 1699 the last guru guru govind um singh ji founded the religion of Sikh, sikhism in andampur sahib which is the sikh place of worship in punjab um, and he declared all Sikh women to adopt the last name Kaur, which means princess, and all Sikh men to adopt the last name Singh, meaning prince or lion, in order to remove any caste differences. Um, it also culturally falls um, within the harvest festival of Punjab, um, where Pun Punjabi farmers celebrate good crops. Um, so that's kind of a main part of like the celebration as a whole is kind of going like with food as I'll I talk about a little bit later, but um, Sikhs normally celebrate by visiting Sikh places of worship, which are called Guru, Gurudwara. Sorry, I like really was practicing that one and I couldn't get it. Um, <laughs> but it's basically in which um, Nagar Kitans occur, which is basically a procession in which um, hymns from the Sikh holy book, the Guru Granth Sahib are sung. Um, so like the breakdown of that is like Nagar means town and Kitan means the singing of hymns from the group from that um, book and so many Sikhs also choose 
Basaki as the day to be baptized into the Khalsa Brotherhood, which I thought was really interesting. Um, so a lot of Sikhs will wear um, colorful traditional clothes. There's a lot of festivals that occur um, in Punjab, like India, but also around the world as well. And there's a lot of free food at the celebrations because this comes from a tradition called Langar, which is when everyone in the community would come together and share a meal, no matter how rich or how poor you were. And it was a chance to like celebrate the harvest um, and what that year brought for them. And so during a lot of the festivals, there's like a lot of traditional folk dance, which is known as the Bhangra, which is performed to the rhythm of a drum called the Dwal or Dal. And so I thought that was really interesting. And Amon didn't give any specific examples of how her family celebrates necessarily, but I think most of it is going to like the places of worship and um, performing like the Nagar Kitans. But if there's celebrations as well, like festivals or parades, like that's kind of like the main celebration of the new year. That's all I have. Bhangra is actually really cool if anyone yeah. has ever seen it. One of my best friends is on the GW Bhangra team. So shout out at yeah. GW Bhangra at, on Instagram. They're really cool and they do like so many really cool performances all the time. Yeah, I was watching They like performed videos. for like some state department thing and that's really cool. So I thought that was awesome. Yeah, no, I was watching the videos and I was like, wow, this is so cool. They get into it. It's yeah. amazing. So if anyone, you should all check that out. And especially GW Bongra. Yeah, literally. That. that was super cool to learn about. Thank you so much. Um, so I'm going to talk about Three Kings Day, which is a Catholic holiday that is primarily celebrated in Spain and Latin America. Um, it's on the 12th day of Christmas, which is actually January 6th. Um, I grew up Christian, and I always thought the 12 days of Christmas were the 12 days before Christmas. They're actually the 12 days after Christmas. Um, so I felt like a bad Christian for not knowing that, but I know it now. Um, so basically the story goes in the Christian Bible, uh, Jesus was born in a manger and three kings followed the North Star. Um, the three kings were Melchior, uh, Casper, and Balthazar. Um, and they traveled to Bethlehem to give the baby gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And so they didn't actually reach him until 12 days later, hence the 12 days of Christmas being the 12 days after Christmas. Um, so um, that's why it's celebrated on January 6th. It's also known as El Dia de Reyes, um, or like uh, the Day of the Kings, um, the Three Kings. Um, and people celebrate their parades and parties. Um, children set out grass or other snacks for the kings and the camels that they ride on, um, which is very similar to like leaving cookies for Santa, which is something my family always did. And similar to Christmas day, you also gather with your family, you give gifts um, and the children leave their shoes by the door. So the kings will come fill their shoes with small gifts or leave small gifts by their shoes. Um, you make sweet bread, which is customary in Mexico, to make Rosca del Reyes, um, which is very similar to a king's cake at Mardi Gras. And it's like a king's cake shaped in the, or in the shape of a king's crown. And there's a little baby inside one of the slices. And whoever gets the baby has to host the party for Candlemas Day or uh, Dia de la Candelaria on February 2nd. Um, 
and they just have a grand feast to honor baby Jesus's baptism and the three kings arriving um, to the manger. It's also known as Epiphany and it dates back all the way to the fourth century. Um, and growing up Christmas, you know, I see a lot of similarities to like how Christmas day is celebrated here. Um, but I did learn a lot doing research because like I said, learned, uh, you know, a major part of the Christian Bible. That was really informational. I feel like I know about it generally and then just didn't really know that much about it. Um, but when I was younger in Spanish class, we left like shoes, not the shoes that we we're currently wearing, but like we brought a pair of shoes to school and we left them in our Spanish class overnight and our Spanish teacher put gifts in them. But we're all like, oh my gosh, it's the three kings, you know, like they brought us gifts. It's kind of like leaving cookies out for Santa and your parents will like take bites or like purposely leave crumbs everywhere or something like that. And you're like, wow, I can't believe that happened. That is literally um, so cute. Is, yeah. <laughs> literally do not know that much about this holiday at all. Like I'm learning so much and like my grandparents are so Catholic. So I'm like, the fact that I've literally like barely heard about this is insane. <laughs> but that is so cute. I feel like that's so interesting that it's like, also after Christmas, I mean, it makes sense. This because <laughs> when you said like they waited the twelve days for him to get reached or whatever. I want everyone to know that literally Marie and I are meeting. We're like, wow, yeah, ooh, <laughs> we're learning so much. I love this episode. Um, so I'm going to talk to you guys about Kwanzaa. It's a secular celebration of life for African American culture, and during Kwanzaa, people come together to share feasts, bond together, and honor your ancestors. So it's really similar to a lot of what everyone else has been talking about. And what's maybe a little different is that they'll like work together and just like you know celebrate life, but also hope for like a good harvest and stuff and a good future. So similar to Hanukkah, each day candles lit, and during this time, those celebrating may recite poetry or prayers um, or engage in African drumming. It's celebrated from December 26th to January 1st, and it culminates in the Feast of Karamu on the sixth day. Um, Kwanzaa is the Swahili word meaning first. The holiday, excuse me, the holiday signifies the first fruits of the harvest. Um, and if you have the um, kanara, or kanara, sorry, on the table, it's gonna be three of the seven are red, which represents struggle. Um, three are green, representing land and hope of the future, and one of them is black, representing the people of African descent. So some terms to know, I guess, are the kanara is the candle holder. So um, it holds seven instead of like a different number for maybe a different holiday. That's why I said it's in Hanukkah. Um, Mkeka is the mat that it sits upon. Um, Muhindi is the corn to represent children. Mazao is fruit to represent harvest. Zawadi are gifts. And you might see the Pan-African flag on there too. There are seven daily principles of Kwanzaa, excuse me. Um, the first one is Umoja, which means unity. Number two is Kuji Jagulia, which is self-determination. The third is Ujima, which is collective work and responsibility. Um, the fourth is Ujama, which is cooperative economics. Fifth is Nia, meaning purpose. Sixth is Kuma, which is creativity. And then the seventh is Imani, which is faith. Um, just like listed a whole bunch of terms at you, but um, it's customary to greet others in this weekly phrase, abarigani, which is what is the news. And in response to that, people say the principle of the day. So imani would be given on the last day um, to that phrase. Also fasting is done as a means of cleansing the body and mind, which I know a lot of other cultures and religions also do. Um, some fun facts that I found while 
like researching this is that it's not, it's like a newer holiday. So while most holidays can be traced back hundreds, if not thousands of years, Kwanzaa is fewer than six years. Um, Mulana Karinga, I um, hope that I pronounced that name correctly. Um, he was a black nationalist and activist born in 1941. And he created this holiday in 1966. Um, to empower the African-American community after the deadly Watts Rebellion a year prior. Um, and the first term Kwanzaa, the term Kwanzaa comes from the phrase Mutandia Kwanzaa, meaning like the first fruits harvest and the extra eight at the end was added to represent the seventh child present at the very first celebration of Kwanzaa um, because they all wanted to be represented, which I think is really cute because each child got a letter. Um, and many people celebrate both Kwanzaa and Christmas or Kwanzaa and other religions because it's a, cultural holiday, not a religious one. So Africans of all faiths can celebrate. And lastly, homemade and educational gifts are encouraged. Um, buying from big companies is discouraged. So like that's to avoid over-commercialization that a lot of us see in Christmas, especially like Macy's catalogs and stuff starting in like the 20th century um, and preferably from black owned businesses. Um, my family and I celebrate both Christmas and Hanukkah and even though we don't celebrate Kwanzaa as a multi-religious family, um, we definitely recognize the importance of different celebrations and the importance of just being together and reflect on history and the future that we'll all have together. We, like if you know anyone who celebrates Kwanzaa, you can wish them a meaningful Kwanzaa. Um, but I had a lot of fun researching this holiday and hearing about everyone else's, so thank you. I feel like I, I not like, I, I don't feel like I know, did, words oh my gosh um I didn't know much about Kwanzaa before you said that so I enjoyed it that goes with a lot of the holidays um I didn't know that Kwanzaa was a cultural holiday and not a religious one so um I've learned a lot of new information today and like Susan said I've really enjoyed this episode I was gonna say even Meg when you had said um gosh what was it it really struck a chord and now I'm literally forgetting oh yeah that it's a newer holiday I think that's so cool yeah. especially because like this is probably going to be a holiday that like our children and our children's children see themselves or their friends celebrating and like I guess just being able to like understand where it comes from and see how it progresses now that we know so much about it it's going to be so cool I really like that all the holidays I feel like just had some sort of like unity or like celebration of life in there and like togetherness I think that's really beautiful yeah and I feel like even though I've heard of all of these things learned so much more about all yeah. of them that I probably would have never really known um so I'm really glad that I got to learn all this today thank you all for doing like research on it thanks Susan thank you guys this was this was an awesome episode I'm really happy that I got to learn so much from so many different people and thank you, Golly yeah. and Meg, for joining us. Literally, if you're listening, give them snaps, text them, tell them how good they were. Lots of love to them. Literally so incredible. And then also shout out Meg, future DNI card cap director. Hello. Hello. I'm so happy current, to be here. Thank you guys. Current DNI card cap director. So true. Current DNI. Oh my God. <gasps> Transition. So true. Yeah. No, it's not me. Hello, <laughs> me and Haley. We're like, peace. <laughs> Wait. If anyone has anything to add, speak now or forever hold your peace until this episode comes out and then spam chat with it. I'll say one thing real quick. 
Um, if anyone else has any holidays that they celebrate and they want to like highlight them, like please, please reach out to any of us. But especially like if you, I, I literally, I want to highlight every holiday that everyone in this chapter celebrates because I think everyone has like such amazing tra traditions. And I loved Golly's takeover um, earlier this week. It was so good and I learned so much from it. Um, so if anyone like celebrates different holidays, like please reach out to one of us, text us or anything. Um, and like, I want to do that more with the Instagram, especially like, DNI Instagram. So like text us um, so we can do more and, and like learn like more about the traditions that other people have. Cause I learned so much from this episode too, just as everyone said. So, yeah. Um, Chandra, you're talking about a takeover and you're talking about Instagram. What's the handle? Where can people follow us? Oh, yes, of course. Um, so the DNI Instagram is at speaking kindly with Kayo. Um, and yeah, follow us, everything, literally whatever you want to do. But yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna say I would love if anyone celebrates anything differently to reach out to any of us, we would all love to learn about learn more, um, share the information, uh, however you like see fit, however it works. Um, but we would love to learn more and help others learn more. Again, shout out Sloan and Meg because I won't be here next semester. So <laughs> reach out to them. <laughs> and now this is like the first real like transition episode. Literally. So oh, exciting. <laughs> so fun. Also, thank you, uh, Haley and Maria for everything that they've done for this committee. We like, love you guys. Yeah, so much. We love you. Literally crushing. A million it. thanks. Uh, wow. You can't see it, but Golly is doing the chaos. I am doing hearts. <laughs> I'm also doing hearts. I'm realizing that this is like not a visual recording, but like I am little, I'm drawing little hearts. We're going to end this. So much love to everyone listening. Good luck on finals. Or actually it's probably after finals, but have a good break. Yes. Hoping have an amazing day. <laughs> All right. Bye everyone. Bye. Bye.